0: Correct me if I'm wrong, Ethan, but I think it might be a good idea like if we find like a golden nugget in the podcast.
1: Say it at the very beginning.
0: And like clip it at the beginning and and then then start the podcast. Yeah, like
1: have a golden nugget at the podcast and then do like some sort of click, like a literal sound effect.
0: Like kind of like the Gary Vee swoosh.
1: And then it goes to what we want it to say. People do that. Yeah, for sure. I would like that. Can we do that?
0: I, I guess, yeah. I would like I, mean, a, I would not like, not, like a firm yes. It's not it's, because it's not something that needs to be done to make a successful podcast. Like I know the top 10 business podcasts don't do that, but it's cool. But the top 10 business podcasts have intros? We can I, how would I research this and we decide from that? I'll, I'll pull the top 10 and see if they have bad. intros.
1: All right, let's see let's do some research.
0: Because I'm I know good. Tim Ferriss does, and I know um Joe Rogan has his like monkey and shit and the yeah, spinning well, one like, intro we don't have an intro that's what i'm saying that's why yeah. it would really make sense to a like golden intro, yeah so i'm saying if we don't have if we don't have intro we should probably do a golden nugget yeah yeah we we'll both get an intro somehow yeah we sh- okay cool okay cool Amazing.
1: i actually want to include that part into our podcast
0: <laughs> so i'll keep it i'm
1: not gonna clip that okay so here's our it. here's our intro for now okay i got it go okay Hello and welcome to the Married to Success podcast. You are joined with your beautiful blue-eyed co-host, Harrison Gordon.
0: Why, hello everyone. Hope you're enjoying my sexy voice this evening, afternoon, or morning.
1: All right. Anyways, and I'm Paige. Um, As you know, if you don't know, my name is Paige. I am an entrepreneur. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so that's pretty... pretty we,
1: I think we need an intro.
0: If you don't know who we are, we are two entrepreneurs that run an agency called Pulse Media, which is a full-service agency. And today we just want to talk about Circle of Influence, what we're influenced by. Uh, as a lot of you may have known, that we went to the 10X Growth Conference by Grant Cardone. It's a huge event in Mandalay Bay in Vegas, 13,000 people, something like that and we were just overwhelmed with the amount of knowledge that we got that day knowledge knowledge Uh, if it's the video please cue the Ty Lopez video but just so much facts that we learned and so many things that we want to implement facts Facts. what's that facts
1: so I know so I know that we know what the 10x growth conference is I think I want to explain this to people because
0: we want everyone to go
1: and yes, genuinely, it changed my life. I know you kn- know that. Yes. I think, um, let me backtrack to a little bit of story time here. So,
0: story time with Paige?
1: Yeah, so last year in February, you had Grant Cardone on the TV, and he's just like such masculine energy, rah, 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 like hardcore sales, and I really didn't vibe with it to the you, point
0: that... You, Hated when I would play Grant Cardinal. on the TV. I was just like, TV. man, I
1: was like, can you put your headphones in? Like, this is who too is much. this
0: dude? He's such a goof. Like, I don't want to listen to him at all. Yeah. And then, yeah.
1: and then you played Elena, or maybe him and Elena had their morning show that they were on. Yeah. And then I said, who is this woman? I didn't know there were women in business talking about what they're doing. And I think that this just goes to show one how much we don't even know about the community in the space of entrepreneurship and women in business and then just also the fact that there's so many resources that we can access, like, you know, there's YouTube's, Gary V does his, there's so many podcasts out there, there's just so many resources, and this was the first time that I had my moment of, holy shit, there's people who speak my language, and I think that's such a thing because we have each other, and then the friends maybe don't always speak the same language as us, and we recently have talked to more business owners, so we're kind of getting into that space, but this time last year, i felt so isolated
0: yeah i know and i felt isolated as well we both i did. think moving yeah. downtown i was like i'm gonna have so many friends i'm gonna go out it's gonna be a social event and nothing really changed and i don't think that's a fault of the environment or changing that i think it's on myself to say like who am i choosing to let into my life, mm-hmm. am I putting myself out there to make those friends, and are the people that I'm talking to the right people? Right. Like you said, like do they share those values? Do they speak that same language? Do they have that same hustle mentality?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are we on the same page?
1: Exactly. So, for the first time when I heard Elena Cardone on a YouTube channel, I said, holy shit, I need to hear this person live. Or like, I think my question was, um, is there a conference for this? Or so where, where can I see her speak? And it was
0: so funny because... I had wanted to go to the 10x growth conference, but I didn't really think Paige would be down. So I literally, I was watching the video three days before the growth conference. Three days, 72 hours. And she's like, well, when is the next event? We need to go. I was like, Paige, it's in three days. Like, she's, I was like, haha, we're not going to go. She's like, no, I'm serious. Let's buy tickets now. I'm yeah. like, are you like, you're fucking with me, right? Like, we're not going. Like, there's no way we're going. And then literally that night we booked hotel last minute flight last minute and we we're on a plane in 48 hours
1: yeah that was so fun and i
0: don't even think you realized what you had gotten yourself into no
1: no idea like no it changed
0: idea. your life for the better yeah. to a point where like you were never the same again there was well, just this fire inside you and after i that. told
1: everyone like i speak about the 10x growth con when i'm on stages at other conferences when i'm speaking to other people i'm like this is the best thing that i have ever seen it's basically like The first year is 36,000 people in a stadium. This year... On
0: Super Bowl weekend. Yeah,
1: sold out. And basically, what Grant and Lena did, one, they're an awesome power couple, and what they did here was bring speakers of every kind of skill and project. There were um, like musical artists, they had book writers, they had motivational speakers, they had just people who build businesses, just straight-up entrepreneurs. Um,
0: Grant Cardone put the most successful people in their fields in a stadium for three full days Mm -hmm. and said, hey, this is for me. I paid all these people so I could learn, but you're welcome to come. Totally. And that's why 36,000 people showed up because they said, hey, Damon John's there. Ty Lopez is there. um, Sarah Blakely's there. Magic Johnson. Like so many people this year, Floyd Mayweather came. Kevin Hart john travolta people that you don't even think are in business talking business it's, totally. it's just it's an amazing even if you're not into business there's motivational like personal development life yeah. coaches tim's like... story
1: was fantastic i took notes not because i want to become a motivational speaker but he knew how to capture a crowd and today i want to go over with you all of our 10x 10x notes so today's going to be super juicy it's going to be a recap of all of 10x growth con from mine and harrison's perspective
0: literally So just diving right in, I think like at the beginning, he didn't skydive into it this time, but he really came with a lot of impact within the first 15 minutes of speaking. And I think the biggest thing I took away from the first 15 minutes of the conference was I need to stop playing small. I need to stop thinking small but it's funny like when you talk to me you think I'm such a big thinker then I go to a conference like this and I'm like I'm still thinking too small Mm. I still think I can do everything myself Mm -hmm. I still think that I can be a one-man show and that's not the case and personally I didn't think social media was important to grow my business I'm like no I'm just a systems guy I create processes I do websites I'll come up with scripts um, I'll, I'll tell the army how to command, right? Like, I'll command the army rather than just being on the front lines and putting myself out there. I think it's one is stop being low key and stop playing small. Mm. You need to be omnipresent. You need to be everywhere. Like, why are you not committed to being on social media? Why are you, why are you being, why are you committed to being small? Like, don't like be you, a quit a bitch. Don't be a quit a bitch, right? Yeah. Like, for real it doesn't serve you to not post on instagram like why do you have an account if you're not posting if you're totally. not sh- you should be so convicted in what you're selling that you just want to share it all with the world and i feel like i would just post once every couple weeks and that's not good enough
1: well i think i think that like when i look at harrison as a person and your growth over years it's like when i when we first started dating 4 years ago you were in the streetwear industry where it was a very like Low-key industry to kind of be cool and to like not kind of like clout yourself up and I think that like Now we're just in a different space where it's like you have so much value that you can share with people Like you said, it's a disservice to other people if you're not putting that out there Um, Yeah, it's just it's just a thing of it's not it's not it's not about being cool anymore And I said that to you a while ago. It doesn't matter like what other people entirely think of you Or it doesn't matter what your image is portrayed as. It's a thing of, are you doing your best to help other people in the capacity that you know how to?
0: Yeah, and 100%. I think it's just putting a focus on attention Mm -hmm. and redefining what attention means to you, right?
1: Last year, Grant... Kind of did a, a whole thing i think it was like a day on getting attention and first thing he said was get attention keep attention and then multiply it right yes. so how are you going to do that if you're not posting or sharing what you're doing right
0: people? exactly that how, how you're can, not
1: getting anything how you're not going to keep anyone how
0: can you build your empire if you don't have messengers totally if you don't have a sales force if you don't have a sales team if you don't have people going out into the world and having conversations with others about your product or service, right? Mm -hmm. And your money is the attention that you get, right? The amount of money that you have in your bank account is a direct result of how much attention you have. Totally. And you can flip it around. Your attention is your money. So why are you not putting your money where your mouth is, behind your product or service? And I think that's where we lived in scarcity a lot. Yeah,
1: I did for sure.
0: Well... If you live in scarcity, I live in scarcity. We do things together as a couple. If one person makes the decision, it's for both, right? So whereas I mentally maybe was not in that headspace, you were. So therefore we as a company were, right? We couldn't move forward together. Mm -hmm. So I think like the main focus was how do we put money back into the business, reinvest that into attention? How do we put money behind advertisements, different ventures, people to go spread our message and share What we have to say on social media about our products about our services about how we can really make that impact Mm -hmm. right and it it just goes to show like there there, there's so much we have to say yet i felt like we were so scared to say it really yeah like well, well i don't know if it's being scared or what it was but we weren't putting ourselves out there on social media enough I think, uh, we don't need to post like wh- you know what I mean like we, it's not actively saying it, but we weren't Pot committed to sharing what we have to say
1: I think that actually goes down to like not knowing how to message at what you want to say
0: for mm. example
1: Like I think we knew that we needed to do it I think it was a thing of what are we gonna post and this is something I go over with all clients with all people I consult with is creating content pillars around what you do Right? So we do this for everything else except for when it came to our personal brands. We thought, hey, I don't need to think about what memes are going to are gonna get virality. Hey, I don't need to post quotes on things that I or other people say. Hey, I don't need to post 80% video content, right? We like were just- what,
0: Like what worked for Pippa.
1: Exactly. Like everything that we know that had worked, we had decided that we just weren't going to do it for ourselves.
0: Because we do it for our clients.
1: Exactly. So it just kind of took that fun part out. But then we're saying, hey, well, we have a message that we want to share. So what are we doing here? Yeah. Right? So that's one part on getting and keeping and multiplying attention. I know that we had so many other takeaways from speakers. Let's hop into the next one. I know you have your notes in front of you.
0: Wow, wow. Um, just the impact of team, everyone. Like, It's so powerful and your team doesn't have to be people that are your employees, right? Or you're employed by that's not necessarily. Your team can also be defined as who's in your inner circle, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who do you trust who do you surround yourself with you've heard this a million times you are the average of those in your circle right you you are like the you five are the
1: five people you surround yourself by yeah. and I think like to touch on this like this year for 10x I had told people back in November and the event wasn't until February I was saying hey are you going like have you got your ticket yet um, who's doing hotels where? And I think that was so important to me because I had seen so much growth in myself when I knew that everyone should be at this conference. Like whether they're still in school, whether or not they have a career, whether or not they're an entrepreneur, anything, I would tell my parents to go to this, right? Yeah. And I think this is where like I really feel like the team showed up. Yeah.
0: The
1: people that, you know, we just believe in so much and that there's so much potential and just as human beings, they showed up to invest in themselves in, in this capacity. They said, yeah, there's other things going on. I may be busy in all other aspects of my life, but I'm here to put time into me and to grow as a group, which is so, amazing.
0: So fascinating too. I remember you said this and we need to clip this for Instagram, but it's why are you so willing to spend 30 to $40,000 on a four to five year degree at university, but it's so hard for you to spend $1,000 on personal development. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it so hard for people to wrap their head around, I just spent 40K on a degree that I'm not even happy with yet. That I I
1: complain in, that I skip on class, that I sleep in class, that I am forced to come to, that I slack off and I go to parties at, like, it blows my mind.
0: But you can go buy a $300 pair of Jordans. Yeah but you can't spend a thousand dollars on a three-day event that's Mm going to transform your life and your business.
1: Totally. And it's not even about like just 10x. Like I I get that. That's our comparator, but it's about like, what other workshops are you going to? What other people are you listening to? What other books are you reading? A $10 book.
0: Right. You're so willing to go buy a pizza, but you won't buy a book. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just that consumer mentality. I think it's and, and the lack well,
1: it's, it's having to put the work into yourself.
0: Or the lack of education around personal development as well, mm-hmm. right? I think that's huge. And I
1: mean, do we want to hop into develop personal education? Because this was another takeaway from the conference, which I think I said to you during the conference. I said, Harrison, we will homeschool our kids because that was something you were so for.
0: Okay, you don't... Paige, literally, we've had this discussion. So it was a beautiful moment for me when you made that decision for yourself because Paige and I come from two different backgrounds right? I come from a single family home um, my mom struggled but she was able to somehow pay for private school education and she put me and my brother through that and I graduated early from private school and I had that chip on my shoulder throughout that I didn't go to university Decided to. I
1: think that's where the chip on the shoulder started pers-
0: per- <laughs> I-, I think I've always had that I think <laughs> right but just that's that decision to pursue my own personal development and education as opposed to a four-year degree paid off Mm -hmm. and then you come from a public school you know both both parents are, are still together they've they've have, like they highly value education, totally. great jobs. Um, so I security. think there's security. There's that disconnect, and even coming from that ethnic background as well, it's, it's
1: an expectation it's, from an immigrant mentality where it's hey, your family's worked so hard to get you to this place, so it's an expectation that you follow up and you go to your school and you do and you do a good job and you get good grades and you get security. Yeah. Because if you're not working in those office jobs, then you're basically doing blue collar labor, which you know I think coming from an immigrant family, that's just They've already done that. So they're saying, why would you step back? And I think the thing is, is even with being an entrepreneur, it was a thing of you go to school because you have something to fall back on.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So the, anyways, the, the revelation that we had that weekend was I said, Harrison, we're going to homeschool our kids. And I think that it just brings up the point, even how you said you don't learn personal development in school. Like you don't learn how to, I don't want to say think for yourself, but how to um, learn in ways that you can better yourself and constantly improve and constantly roadmap yourself schools, to say, here's what I'm going to do.
0: Schools are built to churn out a product. Right? Schools are there to produce an employee. They're not there to, in, to produce employers.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Schools are there. That it's indoctrination from day one. Go to school for eight hours when a bell rings, you can leave. I know
1: it's when a bell
0: up. rings, you can go to lunch. When a bell rings, you're allowed to exercise. Do this, do that. This is your task. How does that relate to work? It's the exact same thing. Clock in, clock out. The bell rings, go for lunch. You have your time there, your hour allotment for personal time. And then you're back to work, right? I think they don't teach you things like financial literacy or how to do your taxes or how to manage your money. They don't teach you ways to invest in yourself it's a lot of read this book memorize it regurgitate information Mm -hmm. not what book do you want to read what are you interested in how can i help you pursue your passions and your strengths as an individual totally
1: and 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 i do want to play devil's advocate because i totally understand you know in a school system you have a large number of Kids in a classroom, 30 kids. You have one person of one to 30 ratio. Yes. Different learning abilities. You know, there's a curriculum because that's supposed to be the agreed upon standard, which hasn't really changed. Not really. Um, you know, like, what was it the other night? It's that school uh, pony boy, that book. Anyways, we were at dinner with my friend's parents, and they basically said, like, hey, we read that book in our age, and I'm thinking, hold on, you're like 55, and I'm 23. Like, we read that book in the same school period, 30 years apart.
0: School has not caught up to this funny thing that we have in our pocket called a phone. Totally. And this thing called the internet.
1: Yeah, like kids still aren't allowed to use their phones for the better in school, which I think is totally working against the technology that we have. Same thing in my my classes, it's like, or in my university classes, it was like using Excel, which I think is fantastic, but in such old functions. Like it wasn't thinking about ways to optimize the growth.
0: I just think like why can't we use google sheets and what's wrong with using templates? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just google or a template? why are you not learning
1: like trello and like different like slag communication lines? And like why aren't we like learning about like how to create investor pitch decks? You know like those are things that like Of course you have incub- incubator and accelerator programs, but like how are you going to grow people to thrive above What is considered normal?
0: Well, that's where I think eventually over time professors and experts and teachers are going to realize they have all the leverage Mm. and these universities all they have is a logo and history totally and when they make the decision to say hey i'm not going to teach business at this high level Mm -hmm. i'm going to create my own course and sell that online i think the power is going to go back in the hands of the people at one point because there's so much knowledge out there and as we've proven it doesn't take A university degree to be quote unquote successful in whatever field you're in yeah you can learn stuff online you can learn from others in the internet has completely destroyed that barrier to entry and that need for a piece of paper for that degree right so i think that's it's beautiful it's it's really empowering to see what people are able to do now that they have this thing called a called an iphone
1: totally actually i'm gonna bring it to this so of course, so at 10X we um, bought this business boot camp booklet and I think it's so cool because there's over 200, 150 pages, oh just kidding, it's only 100 pages, however basically there's literally anything and everything you need to know about 10Xing your business, so we signed up for a boot camp like this, which at first I would say, "Holy shit, I'm not going to pay 3,000 dollars to go to this boot camp."
0: Plus hotel and everything else, but mm-hmm. I think it's just that thing of investing in you." Mm-hmm. right? And saying, "Hey, there are alternatives out there. What is 1,000 dollars? What is 1,500 dollars each? to go to a three-day event where they're going to teach you everything they know about running a business from the
1: masters from the people who are doing better thank you from
0: (laughs) the people who are actually in business that are actually successful you need to be learning from people that are active not people that have theory
1: well okay okay i'm gonna play devil's advocate again because please continue because (laughs) i'm just gonna give an example um the fwe the founder paulina cameron she's a monster like she's aw- like not a monster in a bad way she's a beast like she's yes. so awesome and she does teach at the school So I'm not going to discount the fact that there are amazing people that are you know in the institutions However, right. I think that there could be situations which FWE does have is they do have e-series like book mm. uh, Workshops where people can That's learn good. so I really think that you know There are a lot of wonderful people in the in the institutions however, I do think that Um, One-on-one teaching and really, you know, scaling and like learning what an individual is going to be passionate in and how you can actually really develop those skills is important.
0: I just think that comes down to the accessibility of information and how fast that information is being delivered, Mm -hmm. right? Where you might need to be in a, how long are semesters?
1: Uh, Three months.
0: Like you, 14 may, weeks. you know what I mean? Like you may need to learn a lesson every week, but if you have access to video, it's at your own pace. Totally. So I think just that access to information. And then we also, we, we've learned this before. Like when you have an idea, 21 days to execute it. How do you fast track that implementation of information to execution within your business, within your personal life totally, as fast as possible?
1: Actually. And I hear that so much when people are in school, they say, I don't actually have time because I'm in school and my mind is blown because You're in school to learn how to do things in the bigger world, and yet you think you're going to wait four or five years until you do the bigger things. And it's like you're in the doing process now, so why not implement now? You're like, oh, yeah, I have an idea. It's a startup, da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to wait until after. And I'm like, but why would you wait? Mm. Right? And that's the same thing. If we go to a boot camp, we're not going to say, yeah, we're going to go to the boot camp, wait after the 12 weeks, and then implement everything. That just (laughs) is Pippa's barking. So sorry. Um, so I think that just goes to show that there's really no point in waiting on implementation for anything. And then also, oh, Pippa came to join us. Yeah, I don't know where I where I went with that one. I just think... But I do think what we should do is hop back into our keynote speakers and the key takeaways of the 10x conference Yeah, but well we
0: haven't mentioned any of the speakers yet i know we, we go off well I, let's bring it back we don't need to bring it back there's nowhere to bring it back to we're having a podcast it's called a conversation I do this want is to for talk us not speakers. other people i've been talking about the speakers okay. i'm mentioning their names all
1: right hit it. things that i've learned hit it
0: what do you mean just hit it you just want me to just go off on these people
1: i mean throw a name out there and then i can we can recap together
0: <sighs> grant said it best you're not going to make it if you think small. I think that's what the 10X Growth Conference is about. Mm-hmm. I think it's thinking bigger and doing bigger, right? What, what was your favorite speaker at 10X? There's a, there's a couple notable ones. I'll let you think while I keep talking. But like John Travolta was a big Sco- one for me. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. Magic Johnson.
1: I honestly was... Floyd Mayweather. Distracted while Scooter was talking. So I was like on my phone working at the same time that Scooter was talking. And I totally regret that because I should have been taking notes.
0: But I don't know if that's a regret because there are recordings. Other people on our team took notes. Back to what we're talking about before, before Pippa started barking was... That implementation of that knowledge, right? Oh, yeah. The biggest thing that happened to me was I was on a three, four day high at this event came home was at a really low point because there were like 10 to 12 core things that i wanted to implement and i just started running gunning it and one of my biggest mistakes was not well i sat down and i wrote an action plan in place but i didn't put smart goals on those i didn't give a timeline for that i just went gung-ho and said i'm just going to start doing everything now Mm -hmm. and that's why i hit that low i think when you come back from school events books that you read put down write down the things that you want to implement and and look at those daily see how you're going to implement those we wanted to build a sales team we wanted to hire a team we wanted to do a new lead generation strategy within our own business we wanted a content marketing strategy and start doing social media right for our accounts but you can't do everything at once you have to stagger it and just know that these things will get done, but you have to pay attention to them every day and make sure that they actually get done.
1: I think also though, like we talked about this last week where, um, where basically you said, Paige, you haven't you haven't done any work today. And I said, hold on here. You've been working all day. Maybe I haven't been sitting at the desk, but I said, I have no idea what you're doing. And and this was kind of one of our little like back and forths that we had. You said, well, you should look at my Trello board. You should know what I'm doing. And then I threw it back as, yes, I should be doing that really, which is what we did today in our mastermind. And I think the other thing is communication among each other and then also the thing of delegation. And I know this is something I'm very good at in terms of delegating, um, but I think what happened when you got back from the conference is you went all in on all 12 things. And I was like, I don't even know what this guy's doing right now. Like, why is he up till four in the morning?
0: But I think that's why we work though.
1: That's fair. I think that there's definitely balance.
0: I don't... I We, we, we know balance is... Uh, harmony. There's harmony. Sure. There's because, that yin okay. and yang. Well,
1: one of the takeaways from 10X was quit trying to balance and rather try to harmonize things, right? So because you're at 4 o'clock a.m., you could stay up in the morning and I'm kind of in bed by 12, 1 o'clock, there's harmony in that, right? We can... One person's up later and then I'm up early in the morning. We, we have harmony there. I just think... Your processes, I'm ops. Yeah. Your big thinking, I'm tangible.
0: Where are you going with this?
1: I'm just trying to explain how harmony can work in people's lives as well. Because I think this is something that I get asked very often. I I think
0: harmony is just communication.
1: I think that people always ask, though, how how do you balance your work life? And I think the real answer is you find harmony between the two.
0: But what is harmony? I'm saying harmony is communication, right? Like...
1: No, because like, if you're okay. trying to balance work life, like just for yourself, it doesn't mean you have to communicate with yourself to tell yourself that it's a thing of saying like, okay, I'm, yes, I need to hang out with my mom. Yes, I need to get my nails done. Yes, I have three clients I need to get projects sent for. And yes, I need to hire two people, right? Where's the harmony in all that? It's not saying I'm going to prioritize X and then do Z. And what is that? I think it's a thing of thinking like, okay, yeah, if I am going to hang out with my mom, can I also maybe at the same time just shoot off quick, two quick emails and then spend the, and then spend time with her? Or can I get my nails done with my mom and shoot off those emails at the same time and then get back to just my three-client work on that same day? Right. Right? It's kind of like, I don't want to say mixing it all together, but understanding that it's okay to do that and it doesn't have to be a strict thing of like hey you're not allowed to talk about this right now or like hey I'm just focused on this which is something that we've gone had, back and forth on yeah and had to kind of figure out
0: yeah I think we're doing a better job at communicating and figuring out what works for our workflow mm-hmm. I think you need someone that's just willing just to execute and not talk about it but then you also need that component of bringing it back having an action plan, writing it down and, and, and tracking that success, tracking that new implementation. That's where, like we said, we harmonize, we come together, we, we find that balance.
1: Totally. Um, and well, I wanted to talk about one of the things that I really like too. Um, and it, and this is what Tim's story said. He was like a motivational speaker that day. And he said, why have you folded if you're still unfolding? So it's basically saying like, as in life, it's, if you're considering it as a journey and you're just constantly moving through it, why have you decided to quit already if you still have so much more to go? So I thought that one was really cool. And then another one was, um, I think Usher said this one, Usher spoke on stage was um, wading through the mediocracy and that was, I think when he was talking about, like, being, um, being Wasn't noticed. Was that Travolta?
0: That was John Travolta. Was it? Oh, I was just going to talk it about was Travolta.
1: That. It was when he was wanting to be noticed as an actor and basically showing, like, what he could do. He understood that, like, yeah, there were some small people or smaller deals that he didn't want to pursue. So it was him wading through the mediocrity. And I think we have the same thing when it comes to clients as well. When we first started media agency work, we knew that there were some smaller fish that we could very easily take on. And I think we made the executive decision that this is not our scope of work. We're here and we want to think bigger. So we don't want to push the little fish that are still in their small think.
0: Well, it's just like what Grant said. Like, I don't need to be pushed. Mm -hmm. I want to be pulled in a direction. Totally. I want something to be such a huge driving force in my life that I'm pulled towards it. Yeah. Not that I have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing on people to kind of change their mind. Totally. I want to be pulled by people that think big. Mm -hmm. I want to work with companies that think big and do big and have big objectives, right? How do we get dragged towards those people? Perfect. With John Travolta, he said, I never did anything I wasn't passionate about. He said that your integrity is more important than just doing that next thing. When you start out, you need a team that shares your integrities and shares your dreams. People that you can dream with, you can mastermind with. You can talk about, and like you said, he has the patience to wait out the mediocrity and trust that the top dogs, right? The big companies will pay attention to you. It's the difference between working with a small business and working with a company that's doing 100 million a year. Totally. We had to have that patience to wait out that mediocrity in that period to say, hey, I'm not going to take on this small business or this handful of them. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to take a handful of like $100,000 a month clients because I know that I can push through this. And I'm going to be pulled by someone else to basically say, hey, I've noticed what you're doing is fantastic, and I want to be a part of this.
0: Yeah. And John said that all the biggest deals in his life are one that he was able to bring forth, Mm. that he masterminded himself to the decision maker, basically saying, here's my idea. So a lot of the big things that happened in his life, he wasn't offered. He created that opportunity for himself. Ooh,
1: I got another one yeah can i add go okay kevin hart also um i'm gonna start with his analogy i mean he'll pitch it way better than me but essentially when him and his daughters like to go to disneyland kevin skips the line kevin doesn't have to wait in line right when kevin's daughters go to disneyland with their friends when,
0: they, when his kids he has kids, sons
1: sorry they have to wait in line and the funny thing is that kevin said i work so hard to not wait on those lines anymore but those kids haven't yet and what he says is, imagine yourself at a baseball pitch and you're, I think it was what, you win a million dollars or something like that?
0: Yeah, that was Scooter.
1: Oh, Scooter said it. Oh, but they I think they both kind of like cross.
0: Well, Kevin just regurgitated what he heard from Scooter.
1: Totally. Okay, so thank you. So basically, Scooter said, if you're in a baseball pitch lineup and the lineup is like 12,000 people and you the person who pitches gets a million or hits it gets a million dollars. Help yeah. me with this one. You know I'm bad at memorizing so, the analogies. Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So basically what Scooter said was, hey, if there's a competition for who can, have a, who can uh, hit a home run and there's a professional pitcher pitching, there's going to be a long lineup of people that line up to win this million dollars. The majority of people are going to wait in the line, say, hey, the line's too long. They're going to leave. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a couple people that wait through that line. They're in line they're ready to hit, they're ready to strike, and they miss. A lot of those people are not going to go back in the lineup, right? What he also said is there's going to be a couple people that walk up to the plate, they swing, they miss, the whole line's booing them saying, hurry up, hurry up, we're waiting in line here, get off, why are you still swinging? But there's gonna be that person that keeps on swinging and keeps on swinging until they hit it there's also gonna be that person that says hey you know what i swung i missed i'm gonna go back in line i'm gonna keep trying until i hit that ball okay. so that's what the analogy was Who's yeah. saying there's going to be those people that don't give up and the people that don't give up are going to be the people that make it and the people that we look up to on stages
1: And I think Kevin was the one that said, I'm just going to read off. He said, I'll get as many shots as I want as long as I'm willing to create them. So he basically said, I'm going to get back in that line. I'm going to get back in that line until there's no one there. And I'm going to keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting. He basically said, you're only going to get opportunities. You're only going to get people to call you to offer you things if you make your opportunities happen yourself.
0: Yeah. So essentially what Kevin Hart was saying is.
1: Oh, he said, it's my job to get what's mine. Mike, drop.
0: You need to create that opportunity. You need to create that phone call. No, you can't sit there holding your breath, waiting for the phone to ring. You need to pick that phone up and create those opportunities for yourself. Usher was on stage and Usher said, everything we see becomes inspiration for what we want to be. The vision that you have is the driving force behind every action. When you start to think bigger, you start to imagine bigger things, right? You dream bigger. You dream bigger than what you see. And that's that vision that creates what was never possible for you. That creates that opportunity. When you're able to think big, you're able to do bigger actions. And that leads to that success that you want in your future, that vision for your life. So I think vision boarding, masterminding like we do every Monday is so important because we're thinking bigger than where we're at now. And like Kevin said, we're creating that opportunity for ourselves.
1: Totally. I think also... On top of that, I know we went with our, we went with a couple people, but our two friends, Danielle and Paul, who are also in the entrepreneurial space, one of the things that we recapped with them afterwards was thinking about how you speak as well. Yeah. And with this one, before Harrison and I would say, no problems, only solutions. And now I think the reality is there's no complaints, only solutions because we were talking about with Paul and Danielle was the difference of um, complaints. And actual problems and I think a lot of the things that uh, we hear a lot of the day are complaints so for example if it's that student that's in school and they're not ready to start their business project because they feel like they're too busy that's a complaint right that's not really a problem they have decided to complain about something that they have absolute control over Mm -hmm. and I think Scooter Scooter was for sure the one that said it because his wife works um, with cancer patients he said I like I deal with people going through chemotherapies. Like those are problems. That's what she said. Right? So I think we also need to think of like the scale of what what are actual problems in life and what are we deciding to complain about. And I think another thing that we talked about with Paul and Danielle was also the way that we speak about ourselves. I know that when I first started podcasting, I said um quite a bit. I said like quite You're still a bit. saying um. I do. And we're practicing, right? So I think one of the things that we had talked about with them was saying cancel out loud whenever you make those kind of verbiage switches. Another one was instead of saying, I'm going to do this or I would like to do this, it's I will do this. So in our masterminds as well, to bring it back, we always say, we will do this. This is something we have planned to do for this day. It's always creating the action around it all.
0: Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think Usher said it best. You have to wait for great. You just have to be patient. What?
1: Should we end it at that? Is that the end of our podcast? You have to wait for great?
0: You have to wait for great. You have to be patient, but you have to be willing to put in the work as well.
1: I actually also want to touch on um, the Cardones because I think they have raised their children so well, which is definitely something that we have looked at. The way that they have raised Sabrina and... Wait, it's Sabrina and Scarlett Cardone. How old are they, though? I don't know. I think 8 and 11. Anyways, they're younger girls, and it's fantastic because we talked about raising children and essentially the skills that we would want them to grow on. And if public speaking was one of them in schools, we would say, well, is it going to be public speaking in front of 30 kids in their class, or is it going to be public speaking in front of their entire school for 300 people or let's take it to the next level and let's do it at 12,000 people in an, ent- in an entire stadium. So with that one, I thought it was really interesting because every year Scarlett and Sabrina always get on stage and Sabrina, the older one, uh, said something really, really cool and I thought it was interesting. She basically said, um, I'm not happy when I'm not busy. I want to be more busy or I'm not happy when I'm not working, I wanna work more. Um, So for her, it was always doing more. I'm actually gonna pull it up right here. She said, I love being busy and I'm happiest when I'm contributing. I'm going to work more and not less and I'm going to experience more and not less. So I think that just goes back to also whenever it comes to, hey, like, should I go on a hike with my dad? Yes, go experience more, not less. Like what am I gonna get from not going on that, right? Or it's a thing of, hey, do I want to ride 300 kilometers at the end of the summer on a bike? Yes, I do want to do that. I'm going to experience more, not less. Um, And that's a fact. I am going to do a 300 kilometer ride. It's called the Ride to Conquer Cancer. Um, I'll post about it on my Instagram closer to the date because it all proceeds go towards the event itself to host it for all of the riders as well as um, the Cancer Foundation. So I'll talk about that later. But I think what I was just trying to say here is one of the biggest takeaways is doing more, not not less. less.
0: So I think that wraps up our podcast. If you want to find out more, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is also available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere you can listen to a podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Harrison Lee Gordon and with Paige at Paige.Sander. Let us know. Hit us up. See what you want to talk about on the podcast next, and we'll catch you next week. Next week? Next week.
1: Okay, we'll stick to it. See you guys all later.
0: Ciao.